Al, if there's one thing that I know you are very fond of. Yeah? It is the Otome. I love Otome. What happens when Otome is anime? You get Atoname. Atoname. And I watched it. I watched the heck out of it. Mm-hmm. There was a there was a series that just aired in the past season. That was about, hey, what happens if you get sucked into an Atome game? Mm-hmm. Essentially. And we're going to talk about it today. We are. Here on this week's episode of the Season Language Jacob OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by the Queen of Atome, Doc Al, and Ladium. Hello. This is episode number 187. This episode is going to murder you. Why? 187. Oh. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I will be here all week. <sighs> um, I do give a shout out to Hannah because she is the one who told me to watch this. She's like, hey, you like Atome. This anime came out. You should maybe watch it. And I'm like, huh, that sounds interesting. And then I got sucked in and, <laughs> you know, it's just been chaos ever since. Thanks, Hannah. I adore that's how, you. That's how Atome usually works. It, it's true. Like, I even have in my phone a calendar notification to buy an Atome game on Thursday mm -hmm. that literally says, Thief Atome game switch by that. That's Al for you. Uh, can't wait for the Mr. Love anime. God. God. Uh, programming note, if you hear things in the background of Al's audio, that's because it is storming. storming? That's what that is. <laughs> that's what that is. That's it. <laughs> so just be aware. Yep. Um, so this started out as a light novel. Um, which you can read right now in English, some of it. Yeah, first volume's out. Uh, became a manga and then just recently got the anime adaptation. Uh, the second volume of that light novel is out today. Well, Tuesday when this comes out. Yeah, mine's supposed to arrive on Thursday. Yep. And then more coming out throughout the next year, year essentially. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Wikipedia page has all, dates all the way up through March. Of 2021, if you want the paperback books, that's what I'm getting. If you're an ebook reader, they're already out there. You can read all the way up through volume seven. Whoa, volume seven. It's a lot. I could get ebooks. Mm -hmm. mm, I don't. And then if you wanted the manga, you could have up the first three volumes right now. Also, ebook. I don't know. This just says English release date, so I don't know if those are ebooks or physical. I will look when we're finished. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, you watched this basically as it was airing. I had to do a bit of catch up to to finish it up. Mm -hmm. I was basically um, yelling at you the whole time, like "This is great!" Yes, you were. <laughs> uh, so this is basically an Atome Isake, mm -hmm. where. The main protagonist gets sucked into a different world, and the the world being this Atome game that her friend basically wanted her to play. It sounds Fortune like lover. sounds like what would happen to you if you ended up in a different world. You know what? It really does, and I'd be okay with that. <laughs> um, and basically, the the main protagonist knows like the story of the the game and everything, so she knows Ish. the characters and everything. 
Um, She's only completed a couple routes. Yeah, but she knows kind of like what's she knows the, the, gist, the general yes. beats. Uh, and basically she knows that the character she has basically inhabited dies a lot. <laughs> yep. She is also the villain. Yes. So she has to come up with a plan to basically try and find a way to avoid her death. Which leads to the super long title of this, which is uh, My Next Life as a Villainous All Routes Lead to Doom. Is that what the whole title is? Correct. And the um, author of the light novel is like, this is the longest title I think like my publisher has period the literal japanese translate translation is i reincarnated reincarnated into an atome game as a villainous with only destruction flags yeah so i could see why she would say that mm -hmm. it, it's the longest one her publisher it's a light had. novel it's a light novel title they're all long <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it is yeah it's great though it's a good title mm -hmm. um which they did a good job translating that yes Uh, yeah. so, this, so this has uh, an English dub as well, which you've been watching. It's not fully complete yet because it kind of started in the midst of everything that's going on in the world. So yep, not really going to be cranking those out as quickly as possible. But It's on like episode seven or eight, I think. Episode eight, I believe. Eight, okay. That's the last one I watched last night. Um, so I, I watched some of that when I was catching up. Um, that dub seems good. Yeah, it's a good dub. Yeah, seems real fun. They, uh, they capture the spirit of all those characters real well. Mm -hmm. So if you are looking, if you want to watch it that way, that's easily a way to do it. But obviously it's not finished yet, so you kind of have to wait a little bit, but it is, uh, it's a good time. Pappenbrook going with a deeper voice was a little, like, alarming for me at first. I was like, whoa. But then I got used to it. Because <laughs> um, he also voices the character as a kid, too. And I was like, yeah. that's Pappenbrook. That's 100% Pappenbrook. And then, like, he got to be an adult. And I'm like, wait a minute, Pappenbrook, but deep. So that's, that seems like what they did for everyone is that they just had the English voice yep. actor voice of both characters or mm -hmm. both versions. While in Japanese, there's a lot of Change. this person voiced the, the kid character and this person voiced the adult character. Yeah, but, like, Pappenbrook was really great at that because he can do that whole, like, I'm a kid voice, but then, you know, he, he was also able, you don't hear him do a deep voice very often. So it was mm -hmm. new for me, not new, but it was exciting. Mm -hmm. Anyway, did a great job. The, yeah. the dub cast is great. Yeah. Which well, I guess we we're talking about the Japanese dub cast earlier mm -hmm. and it's got some, some pretty cool folks in there too. There's a lot of a lot of well-known people. If you have watched things that we have also watched, mm -hmm. like there's a multiple code realize connections mm -hmm. to this. There are multiple a place further than the universe connections in this. Mm -hmm. um, Shota Aoi's in this. Yeah, he is. <laughs> it's so funny you didn't realize that. I I just for some reason like I I thought he might have been but I didn't know who he would have been. Yeah. So like it just went over my head. I was like, oh, he just does the the ending for this because that's just sometimes a thing that happens. So it is. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I probably mentioned it like really early on, and you're just like, well, I'm gonna forget that piece of information, right? Yeah, that's yeah. also completely true. Um, but I could see that you would think like he would voice somebody else because. The character that he voices, and we were talking about this before we started recording, um, it's not a normal type of voice that he does. Mm -hmm. um, 
he he's he's one of the main princes yeah he's like the main prince the main prince giordo or gerald depending on your translation anyway go ahead you're talking i got (laughs) i got excited let's talk about this here anime and there's one thing i want to discuss before we get into all the episodes and that this show didn't go as like full anime or anime full otome as i was expecting it to yeah i mean i could see that i mean there is we we know there's a second season coming which i'm very curious of of what they're going to do same with this i mean obviously the the novel has more nine nine volumes so like that's a lot of content to pull from Mm -hmm. and i don't know how like how much the anime took from what's already there so but just from the way the story wraps up like i'm very curious how they're going to continue forward but also like going into this i was like okay this is an otome show clearly like where when does the otome twist happen yep and like it you could ba- you could make an argument that at the end it kind of does but then even then it's like mm-hmm. it's very kind of brief and just isn't like a whole whole lot it's it's not very otome right um i definitely expected more scenes of like this is your romance scene and this is your romance scene but yeah also like they do some of that and then just completely like wreck it for the character because it's a comedy. Yes. Um, so like I'm specifically thinking of the time that Jordan was like, hey, let's go hang out by the lake. That'd be cool, right? And uh, then like everybody crashes it and he ends up on the, the like swan boat, I think with Keith. There's and... also a, uh, a good moment where like Katarina like sends him like an invitation to meet after school and he's like she never does this oh god yes. i need to i need to is, is this what i think it is like I, I should bring her a gift i should get her like jewelry or something but he's like oh wait no she would probably rather like garden shears instead <laughs> <laughs> and then he shows up and like everyone else is there they show him invitations as well he gives her the garden shears he's like oh thanks i'm glad everyone got me garden shears <laughs> it is like yep all it's right like, oh god that was really good. I Which liked is, that it's, one. it's definitely a thing to note that Katarina is a complete and utter dumbass. Yeah, like, we joke a lot that Leon S. Kennedy is big dumbass energy. Like, Katarina is definitely big dumbass <laughs> energy. And there's literally a, a scene in the show where, like, they're, like, talking about how she couldn't have done something, some high, some some huge plot that was real evil and stuff. But then they're like, yeah, she couldn't do this. She's stupid. <laughs> she couldn't organize all this. <laughs> and she's like, I don't, I think they're defending me, but I feel very insulted. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that people call her Baccarina. Yes. And also a reason why when people were doing like couple charts for this season, like this show dominated the top 10. <laughs> Because you literally just put her with everyone and it, everyone. And it counts. Yeah. I mean, it, it really does because, like, she had scenes with everybody and they're technically all romantic interests of hers. Well, they're romantically interested in her. She is not so much understanding that she is romantically interested in any of them. She could she could literally occupy nine spots on the top ten. That's hilarious. Amazing. 
It's very, it's very ridiculous. Uh, well, let's talk about the show. Mm-hmm. I will briefly discuss this. These these episodes, these first couple of first like three or four episodes, I won't really remember much because it was it's been a while since I watched them, and then I took a long break. Yep. Um, which thankfully, like the like the the last episode or the penultimate episode, does this like, hey, remember when we were kids and this is what you did for me type thing? And I was like, oh, thanks. I'm glad I didn't remember any of this. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Yeah, some of the early stuff is basically like the first light novel. Okay. Uh, so episode one is basically your introduction to everything. Uh, Katarina Klaus is a young noble girl one day bangs her head and recalls memories from her past life in which she was an otaku who died in a traffic accident after staying up all night to play the fortune lover dating sim uh, you know it's a typical isekai type of type of thing mm-hmm. after inadvertently entering an engagement with the young prince Jordo Stewart Katarina realizes that she is in the world of fortune lover itself reincarnated as the villainess who is doomed to either exile or death regardless of what route players took in the original game as Katarina begins taking up magic and farming as countermeasures to avoid a doom flag, she acts friendly towards her new adopted younger brother Keith to keep him from becoming lonely and turning out the way he is in this game or in the game, which they basically call him like a a playboy, essentially. Yeah, he's a ladies' man. Uh, Katarina tries to get Keith to teach her golem magic, but ends up getting herself injured, leading Keith to feel guilty and trying to isolate himself in his room. However, Katarina goes as far as chopping down his bedroom door with an axe to reach him and properly apologize and give him reassurance. Unfortunately for her, her mother finds out about the broken door and drags Katarina away to scold her while Keith look in, looks on with a warm smile. Yep. Um, so, yeah, she she is... Um, the original Katarina is, like, all up in Jordo's business, and he's like, oh, God, what is going on? She ends up tripping. She falls. She bangs her head. She gets a nice forehead scar, and he's like... Oh, well, now I got to propose to you because you're damaged goods and like, you know, it's how it goes. Um, and they touch on this a little bit in the anime, but um, essentially he's using her as like a shield mm-hmm. uh, that he initially thinks if I have a fiance then I can stop these other women from like trying to like get with me. Yeah. Um, which, you know, he's like nine. So it's Cause, wild. I mean, this is basically a world of like nobility and all that sort of stuff. So like mm-hmm. all those fancy type of highfalutin bourgeois type of stuff is going on, arranged marriages, all that sort of stuff. So that that's why it's like, oh, here's this nine year old proposing to another nine year old. And they're like, everyone's like, oh, that's fine. Go yep. with it. <laughs> well, and the funny part is, is that he like proposes to her officially, like while she's at the garden and she's like, huh? Oh, yeah, sure. And. I was like, yay! She's like, wait, what did I do? <laughs> it's so funny. Also, like, um, so, like, obviously, Katarina, like, initially is this, like, you know, kind of arrogant, villainous type character. But when, like, she hits her head, she transforms into this other, basically an entirely different character because yep. of who takes over her. And then she starts doing all this, like, stuff that's not nobility things. Like, she goes and starts a farm, and everyone's like, why are you starting a farm? Why would you do this? Why would you get your hands dirty? What are you doing? And she's like, I just, like, I want to do this. This is fun. I like the farm. Gotta avoid my death flags. Everybody's like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, all right. You talk real weird now all of a sudden. This is strange, but okay. She's like, I want to practice my magic. I've got my earth bump. She's like, well, if I if I can farm, then I can I can make a living for myself. If I get exiled, and yep. I gotta learn how to like sword fight so I can protect myself. And uh, she ends up making like a book that contains all the information of all the mm-hmm. conquerables in um, yeah, and fortune lover, which she uses as reference. 
but gives her like here's what here's the way to this end route here's the other way to end this end route and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and it's like well i gotta avoid doing this this and this and this this and this to make sure i don't die yeah and then um as you mentioned keith also shows up and his initial story is that uh katarina and uh katarina's mom are just awful to him ignore him don't give him any kind of affection so he ends up becoming a playboy and you know that's how it goes um so she's like nope not happening i'm going to make sure that he is very cared for Mm -hmm. um and his story is interesting because he has the whole backstory of um and they don't actually use this word in the anime i don't think but his mom was a prostitute Hmm. and his dad is nobility um and so when he gets brought in at like age five ish something like that three five one of those ages um, the other siblings bully him, and then eventually, when they're like trying to kill some birds or something, he uses earth magic and injures them, and he becomes like labeled a freak by them. Yeah. So he is scared of hurting people with his magic, but also is very, very traumatized um, by bullying. So the original route i can see how he would be very very damaged by that but then this route where katarina is like all right you're my pal now i'm never leaving your side you're gonna be happy all the time but then she breaks through his door with an axe and i love it she's like keith are you by the door huh get back she just goes full shining on that door she does so funny and it's like a really good introduction to like this is how this character is gonna be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she, you know, doesn't make the best decisions, but she's gonna make some some real rash decisions to make sure that everybody's cared for. Um, which which is fantastic. But I just love that she just takes an axe to his door. It was like, all right, <laughs> and um, like he's crying. He's full on crying. She's like, why are you crying? I'm sorry. And he's like, no, I'm happy. It's really, really cute. It's great. He has his little suspenders. He does have little suspenders. It's so funny. Anyway, so that's our introduction to this show. Yep. It's a wild ride. Uh, the next episode sees Katarina is invited to a tea party where she meets Mary Hunt, a shy young girl whom she asks for advice on growing her vegetables after noticing Mary's talent with plants and gardening. As the two become friends, Katarina unintentionally uses a line from Fortune Lover that Mary's fiancé fiance Jordo's brother Alan was originally supposed to say to her as the beginning of their own love route through the game causing Mary to pay more attention to Katarina than Alan the next day Alan visits the Klaus household and accuses Katarina of seducing Mary <laughs> he challenges her to a match a tree climbing contest as chosen by Katarina however he loses every time as Katarina's previous otaku incarnation was an excellent tree climber to change the tides as well as wanting the matches to end so as to not be found out by her mother Katarina suggests a musical competition by which she is blown away after hearing Alan play the piano. Praising his skills, Alan becomes upset when Jordo makes a comment and runs off. As Alan feels inferior compared to Jordo, Katarina notices his talent with the piano, shows him that even Jordo has things that he's bad at, and that Alan should be proud of his own individuality and strength, causing Alan's heart to begin healing. Also, it's worth mentioning um, that the whole time throughout every single episode, there's like a council of child Katarinas that meet up. (laughs) 
that decide how they're going to avoid the doom flags and it's fantastic like there's the one who's like the the judge and has like mm -hmm. the the gavel and the weird like white mustachey thing and yep um there's like the smart one there's the the timid one like she has all her different facets of personality that was like all right how are we gonna do this <laughs> real good and even as she grows up like they're always still the kid version it's really yep. really funny <laughs> anyway um so yeah this is mary and alan's episode um mm -hmm. mary has the the situation of um a different mother than her sisters um which you know recurring theme here uh and so she's ostracized and she has her garden that she essentially um takes care of which is different than Katarina's gardening <laughs> yes um but Katarina wants advice on how she gardens and she's like oh okay cool yeah she like Katarina has to like go to the bathroom because he overeats or something yep um and she like stumbles upon seeing this garden and Mary there and she's like yo how do you get your your stuff to grow like this this is amazing and Mary's <laughs> like what what <laughs> And then drops the line, and then later on realizes she's like, like oh, ah! that was Alan's line. Oh no. I goofed. And Alan, as a nine year old coming in mid, like, why are you seducing my fiance? is so funny. It's so funny. It's real good. And he's like, all right, we're going to throw down. Let's do this. Um, and, you know, there's the whole aspect of nobility doesn't really climb trees. Um, like, she's been yelled at a lot for doing that. Mm -hmm. And so he just, like, fails miserably every time. But he keeps coming back and, like, challenging her and challenging her and challenging her. And this is where they start their relationship of sorts. Like, their friendship is they just chat while he's challenging her and failing miserably. Um which then we also learned that the weakness of Giordo is that he, he is scared of snakes. <laughs> Get a lot of good toy snake gags. Yep, which that is another thing that Katarina comes up with. Katarina comes up with is, she's like, well, to avoid a doom fly with Giordo, I just need to keep a toy snake in my pocket. So if he tries to murder me, I can just throw that at him and run. I'm just like, oh my god. And so um, she works with the gardener to keep making more realistic toy snakes throughout her life. <laughs> and so she has like a very, very realistic one as a teenager. <laughs> I love that. I mean, this is obviously getting way to the end, but like the end gag for the entire series is that her toy snakes are now being sold in stores. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <sighs> So yeah, Alan realizes like, oh yeah, okay. So he's not perfect. I just thought he was perfect. And also I'm friends with you now. So that makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. And so now we have Mary and we have uh, Alan in, in the fold. And eventually we'll have Mary trying to thwart Alan having feelings for Katarina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not for the reasons why you would originally think. No. Um, so now we go to episode three. Mm -hmm. 
where at a tea party hosted by Giordo and Alan, Katarina comes to the aid of the beautiful Sophia Asgard, finding she has read one of her favorite romance novels. Thrilled to have found a companion to share in her love for reading, just like in the book, just like in the book of the Emerald Princess, Katarina quickly, quickly befriends the timid girl. Coming over to Katarina's house alongside her brother Nicole, 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 Nicole. <laughs> Another love interest from Fortune Lover. Sophia is delighted when Katarina compliments her appearance, which is often insulted by others, and asks to be her friend. Katarina then spends the day at Sophia's house, where she meets the sibling's parents and learns about some of Nicole's charms. Noticing Nicole's love for his family, something overlooked by others, Katarina delightfully praises it, causing Nicole to open up to her and genuinely smile for the first time. Seven years later. <laughs> As Katarina turns 15, she prepares to enter the Magic Academy, which is where the main story of Fortune Lover begins. Uh, so yeah, Sophia, I think she's kind of implied to be, like, albino? Because she has the red eyes and, like, white hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, she, she's different from everybody else. And so everybody's like, ooh, we don't need to be around her. And Nicole's very protective of her because of that. And, you know, she's, she's scared of people. She doesn't want to be around them. Uh, understandably. And then Katarina comes up and is like, Yo! You like this book? Also, you're beautiful, and I love your hair. And uh, she's like, oh, oh, okay. Um, are you kidding? Is this real? Um, and so when they realize that they both love the uh, the same series, which at one point um, they have the one that's the princess one, but then they have the uh, like devilish count one. That they really are into and that mm-hmm. one that one's important later um but uh yeah nico's funny because they're all like yeah the dude like never smiles ever and that becomes a recurring joke as well is that like he never smiles he never smiles and like just barely talks barely talks he'll, like if anyone like says anything or like has to like say something in agreement like everyone in the group does he'll just like it'll, it'll eventually get to him and he'll just be like nod nod <laughs> Uh, and so Katarina essentially went him over. She thinks that she screws up real bad because she's like, yeah, you're so lucky. You have like a really pretty sister and your family's so sweet because um, their parents take her aside before they hang out. And like, you know, we really appreciate you coming over, hanging out with her. Like, this really means a lot to us. She's like, oh, my God, I love you guys. <laughs> um, and so when she says that to Nicole, um, like he he gets in his head and is like, yeah, you know, I, that's what I've always thought. I've always thought that I was very, very lucky, but no one agreed with me. And then finally, this girl's agreeing with me. You're wonderful. Uh, and so, you know, we have two more in the fold here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, now we're now we're going to high school, technically magic school, but 15, you know. And uh, we got to meet a, a certain someone, mm-hmm. a certain protagonist. Mm-hmm. So, episode four, upon enrolling at Magic Academy, where Fortune Lover is said, Katarina becomes concerned about Maria Campbell, the main heroine of the game, who is allegedly already forming relationships with the boys. As Katarina spends time at the student council and gets to know Maria, she steps in to protect her for some bullies when Maria brings in sweets she made herself. Katarina later realizes that in the original game, it was she who bullied Maria and Giordo who comes to Maria's rescue, which is what begins their romance route. However, since Katarina stole Giordo's event, it seems the route is taking a unique turn. So, yeah, like, she, the entire time, even going up to this, she's like, I have to figure out a plan for when I eventually meet the main protagonist. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to know what to do. And, like, it, they eventually get there. And then, like, all the guys are like, yeah, we met this 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 strange girl and all this sort of stuff. It's like, light magic. That's kind of different. And, like, she's like, 
she like Keith talks about this and she literally pulls him like are you in love with her <laughs> he's like love what do you what do you mean <laughs> he's like are you in love with her he's like no just met her um she also scores high on like their exams and she does better than Alan and, and she's like are you concerned about her scoring higher than you and he's like no I don't really care that's cool that's you can score what higher than me. Their um, yeah. romance in the in the game. Mm-hmm. And then eventually she's just like, oh, I, I should probably just go find her and figure out what this girl's about, <laughs> figure out who she's gonna try and get it with, and then just like, they have sweets in the student council's room because like everyone in the friend group becomes part of the student council. Mm-hmm. Um, so she just Except hangs out her. there all the time. Yeah, because she's too low on the the exam <laughs> board. <laughs> she was average. Um, they start talking about sweets, and she's like, "Oh, you should. Do you make sweets?" And then she's like, "Oh God, I, I probably insulted her. Did I, I was probably. I thought. I thought I was like, do you should make sweets for me.'" And Maria's like, "I do. I just haven't had anyone say they wanted me to make sweets." And she's like, "Oh, make me sweets. I love sweets." <laughs> so she she makes some sweets, and then some girls boy her, and then Katarina's like, "Hey, knock that off. <laughs> I'll beat you up." And then she starts like eating the, all of the sweets that were on the ground, and Maria's like, "Why would you do that? They're dirty." He's like, "Oh, they're the grass on them. It's fine." They're My delicious. Second roll. <laughs> and then she realizes, like, "Oh, I just stole Giorno's flag." <laughs> yeah. Because he just shows up at the end. Is like, "Hey, what's going on, guys?" <laughs> <laughs> like, like, "Oh, it's nothing. We're cool. We're cool now." <laughs> I just thought she's eating them off to the ground. Like, yeah. yeah, it's fine. These are so good. I love sweets. <laughs> Oh, I stored it. <laughs> Good. No, take it out. No, it's going to stay. No. Uh, let's talk about episode five. Okay. Uh, while seeking to become closer with Maria, Katarina once again saves her from being bullied, this time unintentionally stealing a major romantic scene with Keith, or from Keith. While visiting a farm on her day off with Keith, Katarina decides to visit Maria's hometown where she meets Maria's mother. Remembering how Maria experienced severe loneliness in her childhood due to false rumors about being a noble's illegitimate child, her mother is relieved to find she has found a true friend in Katarina. Katarina's mother, on the other hand, is less than pleased to see Katarina after finding out she had been secretly running a farm or school and prepares to scold her, much to Katarina's dismay. So yeah, she's basically made a new farm at the school. At the school, yeah. And everyone's just like, what are you doing? It's like, I have to keep up my skills. <laughs> And everyone's just like, oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, like, they were, the girls were eventually, like, they're talking, and they're like, hey, we should go hang out, all of us, on our day off. And Maria's like, oh, I go back and visit my parents on my days off. And they're like, oh, that's fine. We'll, we'll figure out another way to do this. Um, and then Katarina is off with Keith, and they're doing some stuff. And eventually they find their way into Maria's hometown. And like, we should go visit her. And they're like, okay, cool. And then some, like, people show up and are like, Oh, you know Maria? Did you know? Is, is it true? Do you know who her real father is? And Katarina's about to like beat him up and keeps like, Oh, uh, whatever. Goodbye. We are go- We have places to be. <laughs> he's like, you, you probably don't need to go beat them up. And she's yeah. like, but I could. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't remember what flag she stole from Keith. I don't either. I don't remember that. Anyway, um, so yeah, she goes to, to see where Maria lives and... Mm-hmm. Offers to help with her farm. Yeah, she sees the like the the, the derelict farm. like, oh, I got, I know what I can do here. She's like the Birdman gift rubbing hands. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like they go in because Maria's not there, and her mom talks with her, and Katarina's like, oh yeah, like she's great. She makes us sweets and everything. They're amazing. It's real great. 
and like her mom's just like taking back like you guys serious about this and like yeah and then we get the flashback yeah we'd see like all that maria's gone through like how she tried to make sweet or sweets for her friends at old school and they all just like turned her back on them and didn't do that and then she came back home crying and her mom couldn't even console her because she was also dealing with things at the same time so she didn't know how to handle it traumatized from making sweets and put the cookie cutters away and Mm -hmm. uh yeah they kept saying that she was the illegitimate child of some noble because like she has light magic light light magic. magic doesn't come to commoners like very often it's like very rare yeah so So, that's why big rumors and all yes but maria comes home and like starts making sweet or mary comes home and starts making sweets no maria maria in words she starts making sweets and like katarina's like hey i'm gonna go uh, fix up your garden real quick (laughs) (laughs) i'll be right back brb and she's like you just see her out the window just like <laughs> redoing the, the entire garden she's like yeah i bought some seeds you guys want some seeds i can i can get you all set up it's fine <laughs> <laughs> and then like uh maria's mom like goes and finds those cookie cutters she like hid and uses them with maria and they make sweets and they're all they're all good, and they go home. Katarina and Keith go home. And they're like, "Hey, we should go see our parents." And they're like, "Yeah, let's do it." And Keith's like, "But wait, you're dressed." And she's like, "Ah, whatever." And then she, they show up, and Katarina's <laughs> mom's like, "So I heard at the Lady Society, a certain someone's made a form at school." <laughs> Katarina's like, Ugh. "Oh God." <laughs> uh, Whoops! It's real goofy. It's a really funny episode. I mean, like, it's also really serious and, uh, mm-hmm. like, puts a lot of characterization on Maria. But, like, at the same time, she's like, hey, can I do your farm? <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, man. Also, we're going to fight you guys. <laughs> uh, the next episode has the scene you talked about uh, where they go to the lake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, during summer vacation, Jordo plans to take. Kat- oh, also, this is all set up as like Katarina's summer vacation. Yeah, it, it's got like the little like crayon drawings in between. It's real good. It's really funny. Jordo uh, plans to take Katarina with him to the lake for a date, but Katarina, misunderstanding the situation, ends up inviting everyone else along too. <laughs> where they do like boat races and all this sort of stuff. Boat races, and like at one point, she's eating sweets, and I, a goose steals it, and she like <laughs> runs off with it, but lifts her skirts, and Keith's like, "Sister, no." No, no, you gotta be cognizant of who you're lifting your skirt around. <laughs> uh, later, Katarina goes shopping with Sophia and Nicole, or Nicole, where Katarina is taking taken aback by Nicole's sudden advance. He like he like gets up in her face and is like, "I'm happy to be by your side." She's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Did she pass out? She passes out like next to a fountain. Everyone's like, "What happened?" <laughs> um. She, I think this is maybe the first time that she compares him to the devilish count. Might be. Because um, they're they're buying the newest book in that series when they're out shopping. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's the devilish count. Oh. Um, but yeah, she passes out because he's, he's like super <laughs> close and, you know. She can't handle it. He's actually talking. <laughs> uh, afterwards, Katarina joins Mary in attending a piano recital by Alan, which is hinted at that Alan has feelings towards Katarina, which he is oblivious about due to Mary's interference. Um, he also like comes up to her one day. He's like, hey, they want me to do a piano recital. Should I do it? And she's like, yeah, dude, do it. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess. It's, are you going to come? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll do it then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and He like names the song like my feelings for you or something like that. Yeah. And she's like, oh, wow. I wonder who that's about. Maybe Mary. <laughs> 
Um, prime dummy. So prime. I was going to say that earlier in the uh, the lake part, um, Katarina mentions uh, Nicole smiling more, and everybody's like, wait, what? Who are you talking about? And then, like, they look at him, and he's just, like, straight face. They're like, <laughs> no, look, he's got a little bit of gringe. They're like, what? Anyway, continue on. Uh, Katarina then tries to finish her summer homework before school resumes as she has left everything for the last day of vacation, as you she would think. Keith is like, why? There's nothing here. As she falls asleep that night, she 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 has memories of a friend she spoke to in her previous life. It's her friend. It's her friend. Because she's been basically kind of getting memories here and there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know what this is. What is this? I don't remember. Yeah, that like she, us- re- she remembers that she played the game, but she doesn't yes. remember much about herself. And yeah. so she eventually picks up some memories of herself. And also, I think they call her um, like Achan or Achan. Uh, I forget what they call her. That's the friend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. that's the memory uh, because the Katarina in her previous life does not actually have a name. She's never given a no. name. And like you don't see her, they don't show her face until like maybe this this next episode or like when she's like really starts to remember like or when you start to like get the backstory of like what happened to her yeah her face is normally covered by like wild hair yeah uh which let's talk about that next episode which okay. delves into some interesting things okay Sophia has a dream about Atsuko Sasaki, Katarina's friend in the real world, who became really good friends with Katarina and was very saddened by her sudden death. Thus, she makes a wish that when it is her turn to die, she would live. She would like to live her next life as Katarina's friend. Um, which I thought was real interesting that like they would give all this backstory and like tell you like how Katarina like eventually died. Like like Achan gave her the fortune lover and was like, hey, you should play this game, and how they became friends and all this sort of stuff. And like, like how, how her last text message was about how she was having a mm-hmm. hard time conquering the sadistic prince and she mm-hmm. stayed up all night. Yeah. Um, and that, then eventually, like, it leads all the way through her funeral and everything. Um, but then, like, it, like, cuts to Sophia waking up from mm-hmm. the dream. And I was like, oh! Yep. <laughs> this is yep. good! Yep. Um, I was like, oh, they're going that route, huh? Like, that's real cool. It's real cool. Uh, as part of their practical exams, everyone is tasked with entering a dangerous dungeon for a magic stone with Katarina on a team of Jordo, Keith, and Sophia. They're in the chaos of one of the dungeon's traps, with, which Katarina sets off by accident. A lot of them she does. Katarina yep. ends up falling down into a hidden passage where un- unknowingly she finds the hidden the magic stone while harvesting mushrooms. Because, of course. Guided by Nicole's wind magic, Sophia comes to Katarina's rescue where she almost falls off a cliffside, upon which they are both saved by a mysterious whirlwind. As the rest of the group joins them, Maria notices a dark presence clinging to Katarina. Mm-hmm. Um, um, go ahead. I was going to say this one's funny because like Jordo and Keith are basically arguing the whole time about like how to deal with her being stupid throughout this. Yes. Uh, like at there one point. A... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say at one point she like triggers an arrow trap and George's like, I got this and sets everything on fire. And then they keep coming and Keith's like, I got this and does a golem. So it'll block mm-hmm. everything. And I'm just like, you guys are so funny. There was a scene where like, she feels like she's not helping. So mm-hmm. they're like, she's like, wait guys, there's a <laughs> hole in the path. I got this. And like, she does a little earth magic. It's like, and like it pans out. It just shows like, it's just a tiny little like hole in the, in the floor. So funny. And she's like, oh, I did it. And then, like, she just makes a step forward and hit and activates another trap. Immediately trips. 
It's amazing. It's really it's so good. funny. She's like, ah, oh, Earth Bump, go! So funny. She's such an idiot. So we get a few big things in this episode. We get the darkness surrounding Katarina. Mm-hmm. We get the shadow who sent the whirlwind because mm-hmm. um, she asks Sophia if she did that. And she's like, no. Yeah. Because Sophia and Nicole both have wind magic. So we know there's some 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 other force of something at play here, which mm-hmm. I had a theory about who this was going to be. And it did not come true. But I don't think that the possibility of it has completely the door hasn't been shut on it. I'm interested to hear who your theory is. We'll get to that when we we finish up this this series, but okay. Uh, let's talk about the next episode. Okay. While studying the library, Katarina and several others get sucked inside a magic book. <laughs> Mary and Maria, who witness everything, try to figure out how to rescue everyone and find that the only way to free them is to let one of them fulfill their desires within the book world. Unfortunately, Mary is unable to let them play out their stories to the end, since they all involve everyone hitting on Katarina. <laughs> Mary gets so jealous. She just keeps shutting. It's like, no, I can't look at it. It's so funny though, because like, um, you know, they they all have very intricate scenarios. Like, Jordo's on their wedding night, and mm-hmm. he like at one point she trips backwards, and he does this like smooth move where he like throws his wine glass and then catches her, and then the wine glass falls back in his hand, not spilling a drop. And um, all the while, Katarina is just oblivious to what's happening oblivious and then um my favorite though is that alan's just like playing the piano and like katarina's standing there and later on when they get out of the book which you know they're gonna get out of the book but um he's just like what i was just playing piano what 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 was going on uh my favorite was nicole's because he just dresses up as tuxedo mask tuxedo mask i loved that That one like amazing it was straight up just sailor moon that's (laughs) what was really was They even had the whole scene like in front of the moon. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Um, shot for shot. <laughs> yeah. They, like they were playing it up as like, he's the devilish count. Um, but it's like, no nah, dog, you're just tuxedo mask. You're tuxedo mask. Like literally that's just tuxedo mask. And the scenes are just straight out of Sailor Moon. It's hilarious. Really good. I love that one. It's really good. Um, uh, and also the way that he gets the people to leave them alone is he smiles at them. <laughs> And they're so stunned by his smile. Yep. That he's able to run off. <laughs> it's real good. Oh, this is good. Uh, realizing that none of the stories have involved Katarina's desire, the two let a scenario play out in which Katarina gets to eat as many sweets as she wants, a desire that proves too much for the book to contain, freeing everyone as a result. She she can never get enough food. Um, <laughs> and so the book's like, oh, God, I don't remember what Keats was probably just something that involved her yeah oh well guaranteed but um but yeah i don't recall either oh and sophia cabadons her yeah <laughs> which is funny because sophia's tiny and she just like straight up cabadons her in the library and it was like all right you know what fine that's great um but yeah the book cannot handle how much katarina wants sweets it's true uh, in the aftermath, Alan, whose story was the only one not read as a result of Mary not wanting to, re- to reali- wanting him to realize his feelings, finds Katarina playing outside and joins her. They share an intimate moment as they sit atop a tree to look at the sunset, but it's cut short when Mary finds them and runs towards them to prevent anything from happening. Which I think is like Katarina like takes her shoes off and is like, I want to just walk barefoot in the grass. And he's like, and, nobles don't do that. And she's like, no, nah, you should try it. And he's like, oh, this is all right. And then she's like, hey, I'm in a tree. He climbs <laughs> like, up. Why and are you in walk- a tree? <laughs> close to each other their faces are close to each other looking into each other's eyes <laughs> and barry's like no 
I've worked so hard to make sure you don't realize this. Um, but yeah, I just think it's so funny that when he gets out, he's like, what? I was just playing piano. What? What are you talking about? Uh, uh, next up, we have a slumber party. Mm-hmm. As Katarina and the girls hold a slumber party to separate, celebrate passing their exams, her maid, Anne Shelley, notices everyone's feelings towards Katarina that Katarina herself is oblivious of. Yep. A flashback reveals how Anne, the daughter of Baron and his maid, was was scarred in a fire that took her mother's life and was deemed un, unfit for marriage by her father. Upon joining the Klaus family, she originally tried to act as merely a tool until Katarina's personality changed following her accident, after which she learned to be herself thanks to Katarina's kindness. When Anne's father tried to marry Anne off, Katarina stood up to him and convinced him to call the marriage off and let Anne stay by Katarina's side. On another day, Giordo has high expectations upon receiving a fancy invitation from Katarina when he discovers she had invited everyone to help harvest <laughs> her crops. In the after credits, when winter arrives and Katarina is confronted by someone who claims she will expose her deeds. Evil deeds. Evil deeds. Yes, yeah, so like she just like she invites everyone's like, it's harvest day, guys! And they're like, ugh. <laughs> um... The the Anne story is actually really interesting, and that's covered in the um, the first light novel as well. So I was ex- mm. I was wondering if that would even come up, and then it came up here. I was like, oh, good, um, because it's a really tragic story the way yeah. that it, it's told. But then you realize like how much Katarina in her change form means to Anne. Mm-hmm. Um, like she, you know, she has to deal with all her shenanigans. She was there when she chopped down the door with an axe. <laughs> Um, but like she genuinely cares for her and cares like what happens to her and like that's not a relationship you always see mm-hmm. um, but it also shows that like Katarina is really influencing not just these love interests but like people around her in general she's making their lives better which is great yeah and um, also like the marriage was called off with a creepy dude because Katarina's like no She's mine. And then, like, her dad shows up and is like, hey, you, we should have a chat. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Which, I think he's higher rank, so, you know. Probably, yeah. He was also like, hey, let's not be a weirdo, my dude. Yeah, he was going to, like, marry her off to, like, an absolute creep. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, no, no, I need her. <laughs> I'll fight you. I mean, basically, it was like nine-year-old Katarina at that point. Like, no! <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then we're our cliffhanger is that someone's be like, hey, you've done evil stuff. And Katarina's like, huh? Huh? <laughs> Which, uh, uh, let's, let's dive into that. All right. Mimicking the judgment event from the game where she is trialed for her crimes, Katarina is accused of bullying Maria, but Maria and the others vouch for her innocence, claiming her unfit to devise such a grand scheme, which results in them also slightly insulting her in the process. This is where they're like, no, wait, she couldn't have done this. She's an idiot. Yeah. She has no way of doing all of this. She's like, I feel happy because you're defending me, but also this sucks because you're calling me dumb. Although Katarina is relieved that she has evaded a major doom flag, Maria goes missing after investigating a dark aura coming off of the instigators. Three days later, Jordo discovers that th- the list of evidence the instigators used against Katarina wasn't actually written by them, and that they themselves have no memory of why they accused her. He suspects that they were being manipulated by dark magic, with oh, Maria's oh. ability to detect it leading to her capture. That night, Katarina has a dream where all her friends die and is unable to sleep. Fatigued the next morning, she takes a rest in the infirmary. 
As she walks back to the class, Katarina sits down on a bench and reminisces her first time meeting Maria. However, her thoughts are interrupted when when the student council president's president Sirius finds her, which I wanted the the whole thing of like the the stuff that they had been written out for her. Mm-hmm. I wanted that to be like an FAQ of the game. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been very like good. Her, her like spark notes basically of the game. Yeah. That would have been really funny. Uh, recalling what her friend Achan said in her past life about a hidden character from the game who possessed dark magic. Katarina soon realizes that the true culprit is the student council president Sirius Deke who declares his hatred towards Katarina and puts her into a slumber, slumber with his dark magic. Which I don't know if he picked this up or not. Um, cause you, you made mention to me that you kind of figure that this was the guy who's going to be the hidden route character, but when he first shows up, the music immediately starts getting like weirdly distorted. Oh, I didn't notice that. Like it's, it's very like off and like it it gives, it immediately gives you a feeling of like off putting and like something is very wrong. In this episode or? In this episode. It's immediately like when he shows up and is like, Hey, what's going on? Okay, I'll have like to the music starts that. like it gets it gets weird, mm-hmm. and it's like it's a very good touch. It's like immediately I was like, oh, this is the this is it. This is the dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mentioned very very early on in a flashback that, um, like at one point, um, Achan's like, oh yeah, and then there's this one round of this secret character they have to do. This. She's like, no 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 spoilers no spoilers no spoilers. And I was like, oh secret round, huh? Which I don't remember when that is. So like I didn't really remember that or maybe i just completely glossed over it when i was rewatching all these episodes yeah so like i remember I them talking about it in this episode i don't remember which episode it was in but um they mentioned it earlier mm-hmm. but um yeah it's like that's that's dude he's gonna be a route i know he's gonna be a route <laughs> which um, it makes sense as well because like he just he shows up he's he is he's on screen enough that he has to mean something yeah and like he's just very non-assuming so like and i've played enough atome yeah <laughs> i know if this dude's gonna show up he's gonna be a route like yeah. it, it, especially like he's around her too much he's in the circle he's gonna be a route mm-hmm. um so yeah we get this this dark dark dude who puts her to sleep um and basically he uses dark magic but like the last vis- or like vis- visage of him that she sees is like he is like crying as he's putting her to sleep. Yeah. And she's like, there's something very wrong here. Like he's not doing this out of like ill will or yeah, of malice. Like something is clearly forcing him to do this or there's something else at play here. Mm-hmm. Which is where we end up in the penult- penultimate episode. While remaining unconscious, Katarina's mind is trapped in a world resembling her previous life as an otaku. Realizing that she could die if she remains in an eternal sleep, everyone tries their best to wake up Katarina to no avail. Um, which they they basically like they have, like have all these doctors come in and like the doctors like I have no idea what's happening. She's just asleep. She could wake up any moment. She could stay asleep forever. Who knows? Um, which also kind of leads you into like everyone kind of splits off and does their own thing, and they like they have all these like this like internal like flashback of like here's what Katarina means to me like here's what she yeah. has done for me which is also a great way to get these flashbacks to things you don't remember yep um but like it's a really well done part of the of the the episode because like you get to see like how much of an impact Katarina's had on literally everyone yeah it's really well done um mm-hmm. 
And there like a part where like Giordo gives her water though. Yeah, he, he he gives her water like mouth to mouth. I'm like, God, dude, that's gross. You're giving her backwash. <laughs> Nasty. I mean, it happens in Xenoblade as well. So I guess it's like a thing that people do. But like, I'm pretty sure there are other methods to get yeah. liquid. Like Anne was trying to do it by like, like this little like, I don't know, like a fancy water thing. Mm-hmm. And like it wasn't doing anything. And she's like freaked out and dropped it. That's when Jordo comes in and does that. Yeah, I was like, "All right, buddy, you you do your thing, I guess." Um, the back half of this episode is where everything gets real interesting. Yep. Um. So as Jordo and the others lament on how they feel about Katarina, Sophia, revealed to be Atsuko's reincarnation, hears her voice and goes to Katarina's side, so Atsuko can reach inside, reach her inside the dream world, and guide her back to the world she belongs to. Going off Atsuko's parting words, Katarina learns where Maria is being hidden and goes off with the others to rescue her and confront Deke. Um, so yeah, like she, like Sophia keeps hearing like this voice inside her, and then realizes like she she looks into like a window and sees the reflection of uh, Atsuko, mm-hmm. and is like, "Oh God, that's me! That's yeah. who I am! That's why I'm here!" It's and so it, cool. It's so good. Um, and then like you see the two of them like in an empty classroom they're talking and then basically Asuka's like you're not supposed to be here are you and like that like is like the trigger to have Katarina like her memories come back mm-hmm. and everything and then she's able to finally say goodbye to Asuka because she couldn't do that obviously because she died in a traffic accident um man I was not expecting this, this episode to be as emotional as it was like holy sh- it is hard I was like oh this is look at this dumb comedy show ha 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 oh god I'm crying <laughs> basically how i was when i was like watching the show i'm like oh my god like it good it hits hard this makes me feel things mm-hmm. um she also learns like the last thing one of the last things that atsuko says to her is that hey the student council president president's name is not what you think it is it's this uh-huh which they they don't say in the episode quite yet no. but we will eventually find that out um, so yeah, they they go off to to confront this dude, and that's where we get the finale episode. He's like in a shed. <laughs> He's in a shed surrounded by candles, and like yes. it looks like there's all this graffiti on the wall, and I thought some of them looked like. <laughs> and I was like, whoa! I was like, oh wait, that's just scribbles. And you noticed that? I have to rewatch that too. If this was an American show, they would have been all penises. I mean, yeah. Um, Sirius, whose real name is revealed to be Raphael Walt, explains how Matrix... I don't know how to pronounce this word. (laughs) Um... I don't know how to help you. Let's go to... Let's go copy and... search 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 me on this Google. Martian... The, I mean, it's the Marquess. Oh, Marquise. Marquise, but I don't know why it's. I don't know. Is we'll it like the, the feminine? Is it the feminine Marquise? And it's the, currently in Spain, the rank of Marquise Marchini It's like I guess the female version of it. Okay, yeah. I just it, don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> essentially, it it's the lady version of Marquise. We'll just call it that. All right. 
the lady version of Marquise Deke had a mage kill his mother to a mother to acquire dark magic in order to do a ritual to transform transfer the real series whose body was diagnosed with an incurable disease and had not much time to live mind and memories into Raphael's body his mother dad she gets shanked before murdering the mage to keep him quiet gaining dark magic alongside Sirius's memories while still retaining his own which he basically says like yeah, they didn't give me his memories. They just gave me like the information he had. It didn't like make me it become that dude. Raphael swore to get revenge on the one who killed his mother. Reminded of his mother's kindness thanks to Katarina's help, Raphael learns that the true dark magic was the mage that possessed him following his death and finally manages to drive him out. Afterwards, Raphael leaves the school to atone for his sins while the lady version of the Marquise Deke is brought to justice. <laughs> I think he actually technically gets expelled, but... He basically is like, I'm going to go to the, the authorities and tell them what happened. Yeah. At the second year graduation party, the setting of the final event of the game where Marie is supposed to confess to one of the romance interests, Katarina finds herself greeted with what she believes is to be a friendship ending, remaining oblivious that she's actually the focus of a reverse harem ending. So she's like, yeah. the entire time she's like, who's she going to She like keeps an eye on her the entire time. She's like, she's like who's she going to talk to? Who's she going to talk to? And like, um, you see Jordo and Alan have like a, a music, they do a music performance. He's like, this doesn't happen in the game. Uh, something's weird. She's not going like she, to anyone. She literally a few times goes up to Maria, like throughout the show. And is like, who do you like? Who do you have a crush on? She's like, well, I'd like to be by your side. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then like at the end there, she's like, she literally goes like, hey, who do you like? And she's like. Oh, I really like you, Katarina. He's like, no, I mean, that's real nice. But, but which boy do you like? And, and Maria's like, no none one. of them. <laughs> and Katarina's like, huh? Ah. Like, I want to be by your side. And then everyone comes up, well, I want to be by your side. I want to be by your side. And then Katarina's just like, oh, 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 this is the friendship ending. Yeah, friendship like, ending. Oh, God. What an idiot. Um... And then we end with with Raphael joining the Department of Magic and becoming another one of Katarina's admirers. Katarina looks forward to a life that goes beyond what is covered in Fortune Lover. Da, da, da. I really hope they they basically try and make the premise of the second season like, oh, by the way, Fortune Lover got a fan disc. Oh, man, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be really good. All right. So here's my theory of what I thought was happening in this series or season. Okay. But I think it's, there's still a possibility that it could be a thing okay. that happens later on. Tell me. Where's the real Katarina? I feel like I feel like if you wanted to go completely weird at Tomei, mm -hmm. the real personality of Katarina shows back up to cause harm to new Katarina. That's interesting, because whose body would she be in? That that's a good question. Like that's definitely a thing you'd have to figure out, but like I thought the whole time this 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 thing was happening, like we see like the, the shadowy figure, like the real Katarina's back and is gonna try and take vengeance on Katarina mm -hmm. and like get her body back or something like I think you could still do that it's just like you have to figure out like what body is she in how did she like where does she go when she gets kicked out but like I think that would be an interesting wrinkle to everything it would I mean like they have doppelganger Savin and Mr. Love right now so like mm -hmm. why not what if it's just a cat it's just the it's just Katarina again like it just looks like Katarina and it throws everyone for a loop. Like, I mean, why is Katarina look acting so different? <laughs> why should be a jerk? Um, my question on this is, uh, like, I thought that it was probably Raphael because we knew that he was there. He was serious at that point. Um, he was real serious. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, we knew that he was there. Um, 
because he was student council president and like him and Nico were both there to make sure that nothing horrible went wrong. Right. Um, so we know that it was him, but it was like a big whirlwind. I was like, is that black magic? Like once yeah. they revealed that he was a black mage? Yeah, that seems real strange. Also, like, why would he save her? Well, I think like there's obviously conflicted feelings with him, with her. Yeah. Like, he, he, he doesn't hate her. So, like, would you think as well, like, he would, because, like, the way they describe it is, like, everyone has, like, a base, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Element? Base element for their magic, so maybe he has, like, wind magic to begin with, but then he has the dark magic on top of that? That's possible. Like, maybe he with wind magic, and then dark magic's what he got after the ceremony. Mm-hmm. That's possible. I think that's the only thing that makes sense, unless there's another person at play here. But yeah, I feel I like mean, that would be kind of complicating things a little bit. I really think it was him in that situation. It would have to be. Yeah. Because um, the dark magic would have to be, like, he would probably have to be around for it to, like, kind of, like, be after her. Right, because Maria sees the the dark magic after that part around mm-hmm. Katarina. So it has to be him. And so what I'm wondering is, like, Maybe your idea is right that he naturally had wind magic, but then like maybe the dark magic has been able to amplify it because it's that was entirely a, a possibility. Big whirlwind. Mm. That was a big one. And it's I mean, even to, like, throw her up from falling. Even her, uh, like even Nicole and Sophia together with their wind magic didn't pull off anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, like he's. Obviously very talented with magic, but also like, holy crap, dude. Yeah. But yeah, that's an interesting theory of her coming back at some point. I think it would be like, like I feel like that's an Atome kind of thing. It's it's definitely an Atome thing. And also like it would be an interesting plot point for like a second season or further along. Mm-hmm. Because like, it, it's kind of a thing that like, I mean, I don't, I'm not really like a big fan of the isekai genre per se mm-hmm. so like i don't know if this is a thing in other shows or other shows have like attempted to look at this but like what happens to the original personality when the this this new person kind of comes in and takes everything over right like where does that go this is a solid question because you would th- you would think like in other kinds of media like you would just do like a swap but if you're swapping to with a dead person with a dead person they like what happens I also want to know what happened to uh, Achan because, like, she—I don't think she's dead, but she basically reincarnated into Sophia. But I mean, we don't know how much time has passed. That's true. We don't know how much time has passed, so maybe she is dead. Because, like, when when Katarina goes into her dream world, everything's fine and she's alive and everything. So, mm-hmm. but also, like, like I think they at least the these recaps mention that like. Achan's goal like dream was to like whenever she dies she gets to be reincarnated and be Katarina's friend again so like it's possible like a giant amount of time has passed mm-hmm. and also we're going into a different world so like the rules and logic of time Don't are apply. literally whatever you want that's true also I like the idea that this entire series is literally like taking a look at like w- the idea of canon mm-hmm. and just being like if you wanted to say canon and do whatever you want make a story of whatever you want with care with the, the the characters from this series that you like and just do whatever you want with them go ahead yeah who's stopping you i love it 
like that's a really fun just like hidden meaning that you might not necessarily pick up on right um one thing we didn't mention that i think is really funny about uh the series and has to do with sophia is that um they're kind of like leaning on the idea of the trope of like oh hey these siblings like might have a crush on each other type thing mm-hmm. um and katarina is like oh man you know she really loves her brother like a lot and sophia is the rival character in nicole's route um but what she's actually doing is sophia is trying to like talk <laughs> up nicole so that like katarina really will pick good. him <laughs> She's it's the so ultimate funny. wingman. She's such the ultimate wingman. And so I'm wondering, like, was Achan maybe, like, potentially that is her favorite? Or, like, how was how that going? But well, if you think about it, like, this is the route that Katarina never was able to get through. Right. So maybe it's 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 basically her, like, being like, I'm going to get you through this route finally. I'm going to let you see this dude finally. <laughs> it's just so funny because she's like, hey, hey, my brother, you know, he's real smart and he's great and he does all these things. She's like, oh, man, she really loves her brother. And she's and like, oh, like, and like Sophia retired to Nicole was like, I'm like, I'm like, I got you. I got you. Yep. She is <laughs> help you out. man. Uh, there's also this great scene. Um, I think it's probably in the third episode where everybody's dancing with Katarina when she turns 15 um, as like her coming of age ceremony thing. Mm-hmm. And um, Giordo like smooches her on the neck and then Keith immediately comes up and starts like rubbing it. And he's like, bug, bug bitch you, bug bitch you. I got to get rid of this. Um, and I forget who, it might've been Alan who came up next and was like, so your neck's a little red. What's going on with that? She's like, oh, I think a bug bit me or something. <laughs> it's really funny. I just love Keith coming up with a, like, handkerchief, like, nope, bug, bug, bug. And um, Katarina's like, you know, you gotta watch out for the bugs. Apparently they're around here. <laughs> Who knew? It's real dumb. It's real good. He's <laughs> like, how do you? You're an idiot. I love it. I love this show so much. Um, Also, because you know that I'm going to bring it up, I always do. The opening and the ending are bomb. They're really good. They're really good. Both of them are amazing. Which we already mentioned earlier that um, Shota Aoi does the ending mm-hmm. theme, Bad End. Um, also, the music video for that is killer. It's insane. <laughs> He's so beautiful, and he also plays a woman in it. Um, like, it, it th- that, it's so unfair. He's beautiful as a man, and he's beautiful as a woman, and like... <laughs> No one should be allowed to be that pretty. <laughs> no one. It's so unfair. And like, I am attracted to him as both. I'm like, you're an attractive ass woman and you're an attractive ass man. And I'm just like, all right, well, I guess he's just going to make me a bio disaster. I don't know. <laughs> What's going on here? Um, <laughs> but also the, the opening is just really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Like the animation of it's fun. The song's fun. Yeah, Angela does a really good job of openings a lot of times. Really good job, like knocks it out of the park. So, um, that was that was fun. Like, I was like there's always... a part in that opening where it literally cuts to the. Dur, 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 dur. Yep. <laughs> but I was like, that's perfect. It's perfect, and it shows like the, the like creepy face. Um, but it, it's 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 a really well put together show. Mm-hmm. It's an easy and... watch as well if like you want to get through it real quickly. 
Um, yeah, you got through it quick. It's it's an easy watch. Like you'll just, it just you'll have a fun time throughout it. Um, Wikipedia does say that the dub should end at the beginning of August. Okay. If the schedule keeps the way it is, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep up with the dub. I've been watching that and enjoying that quite a bit. And it's also letting me watch the show again, which I'm happy about. Yeah. God, I still can't believe there's a Sailor Moon reference in this. Real good. Uh, I believe we mentioned this earlier. There is a second season coming out next year. Mm-hmm. That's about it. That's all we know. They basically Yeah, they did a teaser at the end. At the end of the episode or at the end of the season. So that's cool that it's going to be coming back. So we'll probably talk about this more next year at some point. But yeah, that's. That is my next life as a villain is all wrestling the doom. 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 I loved this. I got way more into this than I thought I would. I feel like you got into it as much as 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 about as much as I was expecting you to. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You have more faith in me than I do. That's what or, I'm here for. Or you just know me better than I know myself. I don't know which one it <laughs> Maybe is. Maybe a bit of both. <laughs> Maybe a little column A, a little column B. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh man, this was. This did it for me. This was fun. Yeah. And also, you know, like anytime we're doing anything Atome adjacent, even is fun. Like, had a full boyfriend was amazing, hmm. and it was just complete satire of the genre, but also nailing the genre. Yeah. And this is also a form of satire of the genre but just really really funny but also like you were saying has some moments in it that hit hard that you would not expect very surprising yeah man so who do you think who do you think wins in the end who do you think's gonna think <laughs> no <is> one gonna... <laughs> is no all... one or is one of the girls you think so yeah you think japan would do that yeah I wouldn't be surprised by it. All right. Um, that that would subvert it. If we're not going to subvert it, I can tell you if we're going with like how Canon Atome always goes, who she'll end up with. Well, who's she going to end up with? It would be Giordo. Yeah. I mean, that's how Atome always goes in terms of like the Canon route. Usually the first person you run into is the one. But we are well off of the canon route. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like, so. she she's an idiot and doesn't know that any of them actually love her. So that 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 is also a, a, a main aspect. And she doesn't realize that she has feelings for any of them at all. She's just mm-hmm. like, wow, you guys are all good friends. I love you all. But, you know, as friends, this is a friend ending, right? Uh, also, a side note before we wrap up this: so Alan's design when he's an adult is kind of edge lordy, adult like fifteen, whatever. He's he's pretty edge lordy. He is. I love it. It's so funny. <laughs> um, but the Sailor Moon reference I think is good because she was an otaku in her previous life, so like she would appreciate that. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I would appreciate that. That'd be cool if some dude's like, hey, do the Sailor Moon scene. That's... Yeah? Okay. Why not? 
bounding on rooftops and stuff. Al, we are going to wrap up yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about this, but I have breaking news. Oh? Nintendo Switch Online is just out of Donkey Kong Country. What? Are we going to play it? Let's play some mother Donkey Kong Country. It's only oh. DKC1, but like it's still... I don't even care. I want to play it. Let's play it. Let's do that. All right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap up this episode. So if you would like more from us, go to SeasonLamyCheckup.com or SAC.cool. It's where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Season Lamy Checkup and Jared Now Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. Uh, read One Shining Moment on the website as well. Yeah, it's real good. It's still currently ongoing. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. And you can support us on Patreon. Atome. Do what? Yell with me about Atome. Yell at Al about Atome. Please. Uh, and then you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SAC. No. Yes. Patreon.com slash SAC OVA. Got real confused <laughs> there. Uh, buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast, bonus episodes, all that fun stuff. Next week, we will. I don't know, talk about something. Yeah. Also, you can play Shin Megami Tensei 1 on Japanese Nintendo Switch Online. Oh, wow. Wild. That is also a thing. We'll see you next week. <laughs>